I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. I gotta say, I love when I finish my work week on a Saturday because, well, first of all, Saturdays are awesome, and you should never have to work on them, even if your job's important. But I really hate working on Saturdays, but love having them off even more. And what was even better about this past Saturday was that, you know, come home after doing all the important stuff I need to do, like buying expensive comics that I will never read ever, and I get to tune in to a new episode of Premier Boxing Championships on NBC. But it seems that, I don't know, some people are kind of souring on PBC, and I'll, I'll get into this later, but let's talk about the main event of that broadcast, and that was Robert the Ghost Guerrero making his comeback against Aaron Martinez, who had a record of 19 and 3. And a lot of us, well, why do I say why do I say that? I can't I can only speak for myself. I saw this as sort of a tune-up fight for Robert Guerrero, but at the same time I was wondering if maybe he was coming back too quickly. It was only 3 months ago that he uh suffered the uh competitive but at the same time one-sided loss to uh Keith Thurman, and I just thought maybe he should have taken just a little bit more time. Maybe Maybe three months wasn't enough. Maybe he should have taken, you know, maybe four or five months off. And clearly, because even they asked Ray Leonard, oh, do you think that he should have taken more time off? And Ray Leonard said, no, I don't think so. He's a young man. Clearly, Robert Guerrero needed more time off. Because Aaron Martinez, you know, he may Martinez is a smart guy. He knows, okay, they're bringing me in to make this guy, Robert Guerrero, look good. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take it to him. I'm going to give him hell. He did. He kept backing Guerrero up against the ropes. And Guerrero, for whatever dumb reason, was content to stay on the ropes and slug. And I couldn't figure it out. Why? Is it because he thinks it's illegal to box? Is it because he wants to show that he's got cojones? And that's the extent of my Espanol. Um, I, I don't get it. And then in round four, Guerrero, I, I, I noticed that his right arm dropped and then Martinez just wails on him and drops him. That shocked me. I could not believe it. And I just thought, oh, oh, oh he, he's done. But uh, I, I, uh, he was able to survive. And after a while, he started boxing. Guerrero started uh, using his boxing ability and he was doing better. I mean... It almost seemed like he was trying to go for a KO. And I thought that was just stupid. You're doing much better boxing him. If you can't KO this guy, just, you know, get the decision. But for whatever reason, he didn't want to do that. And uh, goes the distance, and then you go to the scorecards. Uh, Max DeLuca scored the fight 95-94 for... Uh, for Martinez, Eddie Hernandez scored it 95-94 for Guerrero, and Judge Jerry Cantu had it scored 97-92 for Robert Guerrero. Now, this was a close fight, and I wrote on Twitter, and first of all, if you're not following me at, at Boxing for Free while these fights are going on, shame on you, because you're Missing out on some very good commentary. A lot better than the commentary that they have uh, uh, for these uh, Premier Boxing Championships. I'm not going to knock Ray Leonard or uh, BJ Flores, but I don't know. I can't remember the name of the guy who they had doing uh, 
the the play by play, but at some time at some point he was saying that oh Robert Guerrera, it's not Guerrera, it's Guerrero, and he even uh, later on they had some guy. Uh, it was the yeah the Alfredo Angulo fight. He's calling him Alfredo Angula. It's like who is Angula? You look at the the TV screen and they've got this little caption that shows the the, the names of the guys. It's Angulo. Do you not know how to pronounce basic vowels? Anyway, I'm getting off track. Uh, Yeah. Judge Jerry Cantu, your score sucks. And uh, I I thought that this fight could have been scored a draw. However it was scored, I was not going to have... Or, sorry, however it went, I was not going to have any complaint with that. It's how it's scored. And to say... uh, to say that Robert Guerrero won this fight 97-92, come on. We're not idiots. I mean, that Judge Jerry Cantu is, but we're not. Robert Guerrero is now talking about having fights with people like Amir Khan, other elite welterweights. He really shouldn't at this point. I'm not saying that he's done as a uh, as a top fighter. I just think that maybe he needs to have a bit of a longer layoff, one that is longer than three months, maybe five months, like I suggested. Or, and uh, this is not a knock against his father, Ruben Guerrero, don't know the guy, don't know what other fighters he's worked with, I'm sure he's a very capable trainer, but maybe he needs to go with a different trainer. Maybe he needs to go into Virgil Hunter's camp and, you know, learn to uh, implement uh, defense as well as offense into his arsenal. I mean, he's been able to turn Amir Khan around, so maybe he can do the same thing for Robert Guerrero. Who knows? But uh, Guerrero should, uh, he, he shouldn't be ha- making things so difficult for himself when he could be uh, getting the job done a lot easier. It, it was just very confusing as to why Guerrero kept fighting the way he did, and uh, hopefully he learns from this and uh, can do better in the future. Moving on. Okay, now I'm going to talk about what I had mentioned before about how some people are kind of souring on PBC, on NBC. And that is, uh, you know, the main event's done, and then it turns out that there are more fights. So you're like, yay, more boxing, I like that. And they get through uh, round one of Victor Chinian versus Jesus uh, Cuellar. And then it's like, well, that's all we got for tonight. Or this afternoon, if you want to watch this, turn on to uh, NBCSN or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> instead of watching it on regular network TV, like BBC was, you know, constantly being billed as like boxing returns to network television for about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous. It, it's it's such a tease. I was going to use a different word, like, that has the word tease in it, but, you know, um, yeah. That's not cool. I'm sorry. I wanted to see Darchinian versus Cuellar, and I was able to see it on YouTube. Uh, Vic Darchinian, I had no idea that the guy was 39 years old, and uh, maybe after this uh, defeat, this knockout loss in eight rounds to Jesus Cuellar, maybe he's going to say, you know what, no more. Uh, yeah, they were kind of breaking up from a clinch. Uh, Cuellar throws this uh, 
this right hook. It catches Darchinian flush on the chin, drops him, and just as he's getting up, his refer- his cornermen are on the corner. Uh, the referee can't see it, and Cuellar unloads on him, and then referee stops the fight. I noticed that this happened the first time Darchinian got knocked out. I went back and rewatched uh, his first fight with Nonito Donaire. That was the first time he'd, he'd ever lost. That was also the first time he'd ever been knocked down in his career. And I thought it, I was kind of, I, I was having trouble remembering, but I thought, you know, did his corners throw the towel in the first time he got knocked out? And if you actually go back and watch that Donaire fight, you'll see that as soon as Darchinian is getting up, they are already on the apron getting ready to throw the towel in because they knew that their guy was done. I don't know if it was the same cornerman this time, but either way, maybe like, Darchinian's corner, no, okay, you know, he can't take a punch very well, so we're going to save him from uh, too much punishment. But, uh, yeah, maybe at the age of 39 with uh, 40 wins and 8 losses, maybe it's time for him to say, okay, it's been been quite a career, won several titles in the flyweight, super flyweight division, but time to do something else now. Hopefully he does that. Moving on. If you're a fan of Alfredo Angulo this past Saturday, also on PBC on NBCSN was a cause for celebration because Alfredo Angulo scored his first victory in two years. Angulo came into the fight with a record of 22 wins and five defeats against uh, Delray Reigns of Paris, Arkansas, a uh, contender with a record of 20 wins and 10 losses. Uh, For the first two rounds, Reigns... You know what? I'll be honest. These guys are not highly skilled boxers, okay? Angulo is great for a slugfest, but uh, he does not have much in terms of head movement. I And I'm looking at Delray Reigns' punches, and I just think these are very sloppy punches. But at the same time, for the first two rounds, I thought he was outboxing Alfredo Angulo. And in the third round, Angulo was able to pick it up, pick up the pace, start landing some body shots, which were good investments for later in the fight. And uh, let's see, take a look at the notes here. Yeah, in round four, sorry for that little break, but in round four, Angulo was able to uh, drop reins with uh, a, a, sm- a small combination to the head. And uh, Reese kind of, oh no, sorry, he, he was also down in round five as well, down in down in rounds four and five. Jack Reese, I don't know how you can do this, but somehow he forgot to count, or he forgot how to count to 10. Take a listen. Side and again is Reigns dropping to his knees. Four, five, look at me. Seven, six, seven, eight, nine. You want to continue? Now that was not an edit either. I did not alter that that audio in any way whatsoever. Jack Reese kind of forgot how to count to ten. And I don't know, Jack Reese has been having trouble with his counts lately. I mean, this time he he kinda got kinda got confused about how to count from one to ten. The last time we saw him in the ring was uh Willie Monroe Jr. against Gennady Golovkin. He actually counted Monroe out at ten. But still, let the fight keep going. He, you actually hear him say ten, and then he, then he tells Monroe, "You just made it." Like, no, if you reach ten, that means he did not just make it. 
I don't know. This kind of goes back to something I mentioned earlier on Twitter with uh, all the controversy about scoring and uh, incompetent referees. Maybe it's because they're all old people. Where is the young blood in boxing officiating? Because guys like uh, Steve Smoger, Kenny Bayless, they're not going to be around forever. We have some judges who have been doing this this stuff since the 80s. Jerry Roth is one of them. So maybe we just need to get some people in their late 20s, in their early 30s, who are actually knowledgeable about this. It's not a bad idea. But uh, anyway, back to the fight. Angulo wins. Reese doesn't know how to count. I don't know. Watch Sesame Street or something. So that was the PBC on NBC and NBC BS or BCSC, AD, ACDC, whatever it was, whatever version of NBC there is. That, you know, why can't we just have two full hours to air this boxing on on a Saturday afternoon? What is what is the problem? Am I unaware of something? Okay, let's uh, move on to later that evening on HBO. Miguel Cotto defends his uh, middleweight catchweight, I mean, his middleweight championship catchweight belt against uh, Daniel Gill. It's kind of funny that Miguel Cotto, a champion at 160 pounds, is very content to stay as far away from legitimate 160-pound fighters as he can. And if he can't, well, then he has to uh, have them come down to his catchweight kingdom, where he reigns supreme alongside Canelo Alvarez. But, you know, I'm I'm getting sidetracked. Yes, uh, Daniel Gill agreed to come down to 157 pounds for this fight against Miguel Cotto for the middleweight championship. Gil did say that he was having trouble making the 157 pounds, but he did make it. And uh, when he came into the ring uh, the following night for the fight, he apparently weighed over 180 pounds. And a lot of people are saying that, well, Miguel Cotto's not a real middleweight. He's more of a junior middleweight, but... So was Sergio Martinez, and he never told anybody for this fight you have to come in as, uh, you know, under the 160-pound limit. No. he. Uh, the only time I can recall that happening with Sergio Martinez was the rematch with Paul Williams, and that was a, actually a stipulation from the Williams camp. Remember, Martinez was the champion coming in, and... He's the one saying, okay, as champion, I will, you know, come in at 158 pounds or less. Uh, Not that it did Paul Williams any good that fight. But, uh, yeah, Miguel Cotto stops Daniel Gill in four rounds. Very similar to how Gennady Golovkin did last year. Uh, Did it with a really good left hook. And Gill just kind of knew, I'm done. And afterwards, of course, we get the uh, interview with Max Kellerman, and Kellerman asks him about the future. So now it looks like in your immediate future, you haven't admitted it, but it seems like the the worst-kept secret in boxing, that Cotto and Canelo will happen before too long. What do you feel about a fight with Canelo Alvarez? I had 
44 fights in my whole career. Canelo going to be just another one, another uh, the, 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 the new chapter in my career. But first of all, and before uh, Canelo's fight happen, uh, people want to fight. I want to fight. Everybody want to fight. Let's do it. Cotto did say that he, he does want to spend some time with his family before that. Uh, and I think it's kind of reasonable to expect that they are going to give him that time. I mean, does Miguel Cotto think that boxing works like a, a level of street fighter that as soon as you're done one fight, you immediately jump to the next one? It, it doesn't work that way, Miguel. Don't, don't worry. I, I know what I'm talking about in this case. I'm not going to lie. Canelo versus Cotto is a great fight. That would be awesome. I am not a big fan of how these guys are catchweight queens or catchweight kings. Hmm. Uh, can't be, can't be, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm getting in trouble for that. But no, I don't like catchweights. You're either a 155 pound fighter or you're a 160 pound fighter. See, why am I saying 155 pound fighter? It's 154 pounds. And Canelo was the one in the past saying, oh, I'm going to stay at 154 pounds after the Lara fight. But he didn't do that for the Kirkland fight. So I'm getting off track. Anyway, <laughs> let's be honest. Cotto versus Canelo it would be a great fight. Nobody's uh, going the distance in that in that matchup. But uh, there's also another fight that people would like to see at middleweight. And I think we all know what that would be. And this might be in the not-as-immediate future, but Gennady Golovkin is sitting here ringside, and you just fought a guy who he knocked out recently, and you look just as good knocking the same fighter out. Do you have interest in that fight? Now, again, I did not edit Miguel Cotto's answer at all, and I was thinking of doing that. I was thinking, you know, put a little fart sound effect in there, make it sound like he pooed himself or something, but no... His answer just speaks for for itself about his eagerness to fight Gennady Golovkin. Do you have interest in that fight? Uh, uh, why, why not? You know, but uh, we we need to do our, our fights. Canelo uh, sounds to be the next one, and after that, if if Gennady is available and he, if he wants to fight, I'm available too. Lastly. I'll be honest, that three to four seconds that that Miguel's struggling to give a, a confident answer, it is the most uncomfortable I've heard a, a top athlete sound in quite a while. It, it, <laughs> come on, I, I know I'm. I, it seems like I'm picking on Miguel Cotto in this podcast and in other ones, but how can you not have fun with that? Hey, Miguel, are you going to go see Jurassic World when it comes out this Friday? Uh, uh, why, why not? Afterwards, do you want to go shoot some pool and maybe get wasted? Uh, uh, why, why not? Then maybe we can get involved in some illegal street races. Are you up for that? Why, why not? Then you're going to tell everybody that you love the Boxing for Free podcast and that it's the best source for boxing news and commentary anywhere on the internet, right? Uh, uh, why, why not? You are going to listen to the next podcast and every episode that comes after it, right? Uh, uh, why, why not? Anyway, uh, enough having fun uh, at Miguel Cotto's expense and enough of this podcast for this episode. 
Uh, stay tuned to the website because there is going to be an article this week about Oscar De La Hoya possibly making a comeback and why he should do the smart thing and not do something so incredibly stupid. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxing for free. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Adzizic, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to YouTube.com slash boxing for free and like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash boxing for free page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. Uh, uh, why, why not?